Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Grounded Roots with Sam Black. Sam is a certified psychic medium, wellness coach, and is the executive director of Grounded Roots Wellness Incorporated and is your answer to finding wellness in every area of life. Good morning and welcome to Grounded Roots with Sam Black. I'm your host, Sam Black, and I'm so excited to be joining you in the morning. Normally we do our show every other Thursday at 2, but you know, in the spirit of women and promoting women with everything that's been going on in the world, I just really wanted to bring even more inspiration to all of you. So for the next two weeks, we have a jam-packed schedule of some amazing, fabulous, inspiring women in business. And to kick it all off this morning, we have Sarah Spencer, and I can't wait to introduce you to her in a few minutes. Um, She definitely is going to provide you with some ideas and inspiration for the new year. So some people are wondering, Sam, why are you doing this, you know, here December 1st? And the reality is that if we do this now, we're really planting those seeds so that everybody can get pumped and get going for the new year. Because we know after December 15th, people get busy, you know, we get busy with work and our lives and our families and all of that sort of thing. And so this is just kind of your pre-holiday gift. All of these women, I truly see them as a gift and I'm sure you will too. So if you find someone on one of these shows that you're finding really inspiring you know, connect with them, follow them. They're all on social media and everything. And they can really provide some insight for things that you might want to do. So without further ado, let's talk about Sarah. So Sarah is definitely a woman entrepreneur with passion. Um, I met Sarah, I think last March. And right away, I was kicked with, wow, this girl loves what she does. And you're definitely going to feel that. So Sarah's been in business for over 10 years. She's won some impressive awards. And she's launched not only one business, but a few businesses. Two in particular we're going to really talk about today. So Sarah, I'd love to introduce you. Welcome to Ground the Roots with Sam Black. Well, thank you so much, Sam. It's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So what what can you tell us about Sarah? I know that you... You live in Vermont, and yeah. you, you've uh, got a beautiful family and horse. Yeah, I, um, well, well, my journey on entrepreneurship, I, I went into entrepreneurship kicking and screaming. It's not something that's natural for me initially. Um, I was 20 years old when I lost my mother. Uh, to cancer, and I was mucking stalls at that point in my life, and I felt that she didn't get to see me be successful. So her passing was a real catalyst for me to be a mover and shaker. And I was listening to the radio, just talk about trust the random, listening to the radio, and they had a contest going. And I called in, and they said, "Wow, you got a great voice." And I said, "Oh, you got a job for me?" <laughs> they said, "Yeah." So it started me on a 31-year journey into my love of this radio station that I work for. And years went by, and I got married, and I had a child, and money was really tight. And I didn't want to leave radio. I absolutely loved it. I love the people I work with. 
So I said, how can I bring a little more revenue into the house? I was doing a job fair and some kids came up to the booth and they said, how much can you expect to make in your first year of radio? This was quite a few years ago. And I said, well, you'd be lucky if you made 13000 a year. And at that time, the kids said, wow, that's a lot of money. And I said, wow, we're in a lot of trouble because <laughs> the kids, you know, they, they just had no concept of how much it costs to work and live in Vermont or anywhere for that matter. So I created a game called Reality 2000. It was a life-size game that took place in an exhibition hall where kids could find out what their salary was and spend that salary in this arena. And it was really fun. Some kids, we had an RV dealer. Some kids said, oh, you know, I could live in an RV. And I said, not when it's 30 below in a Vermont winter. Oh, right. You know, so it was wonderful to see uh, teenagers and parents having a real conversation about money. And it really taught me that I wanted to live in service and I wanted to be teaching. So that experience springboarded me into being a marketing manager for Adelphia, where it was a, a cable company, and I was responsible for 18 cost centers. And my salary jumped dramatically in that job. I was responsible for a $1.8 million marketing budget. Um, things went sour, unfortunately, with Adelphia. Um, there were some problems with John Regis and the books, and so the company uh, was in jeopardy. So I moved to AT&T and got my Internet chops there, learned a lot about computers, connectivity, um, e-commerce solutions, and things like that from our clients. And at that time, the information world was really starting to take over. It was an exciting time to be in telecom and telephony. And then I left that um, because they were doing programs called FMPs, which are force management projects. And every Monday morning, they would fire someone, and they'd have security guards come in and take the person with their cardboard box and all their possessions and escort them out like they were um, just they'd done something wrong. And I said, well, there's got to be a better way than this in living. And I said, well, even if I fail, I'll, I'll try my hand at my own business. So I started a business called SarahSpencerSolutions.com, the worst domain name ever. And <laughs> my business was <laughs> hand-painting cabinet doors for people. So, um, you know, I, and then people started being more interested in the website I built than my cabinet doors. And then I also learned that I was breaking up marriages with my business um, because wives love to have their cabinet doors painted and husbands not so much. So I was, <laughs> I'd be halfway through painting somebody's kitchen cabinets and I'd get this frantic call, stop what you're doing. My husband found out, you know, I felt like I was a mistress and, so that business didn't work out for me, but the happy accident that happened with that was Got Clicks was born. And because people liked what I was building with the website, and so they also liked how I was marketing. So I learned from that process to build into Got Clicks. And that's, that's where I really springboarded my company and, and started it in 2004 while I was still gainfully employed. And then I took the plunge two years later to um, do it full time. That is so exciting. And, you know, I really love how you so easily demonstrate how some situations that we all go through, like those endings in life that can feel very stressful, really do 
start, those new beginnings that come afterwards. So I really love how you easily flow in between those because it really helps people to see if they're in that dark moment of, you know, oh my gosh, my job ends in two weeks. You know, remember Sarah, guys, because it means an ending. It means an opening, new beginning to start. And one thing that I really want to ask you about, Sarah, is what do you mean it was the worst domain name ever? Can you tell our listeners what that was about? Oh, sure. If you hear that name, SarahSpencerSolutions.com, what comes to mind? I think you're a coach or a consultant. Yeah. It yeah. could be a coach, could be a consultant, it could be I'm a virtual assistant, which I also did with that name. Um, but I painted hand-painted cabinet doors for people. So if you're going to choose a name, make sure that you choose it with keywords that people are going to search for you in the search engines. It's very, very important. Um, so my, my newest business, Vermont Chalky Paint, if people are looking for chalky paint, um, Vermont has a, a certain stigma of quality attached to it. It's a name that's really going to help identify who I am and what I'm selling right from the get-go. And that's really what you're looking for. Gut Clicks, the same thing. Although, I will say with Gut Clicks, I've had some people say, are you a photographer? Isn't that interesting? You know, how that people, is interesting. Yeah. So um, that's really what my, you know, what my interest was with Gut Clicks is I wanted to help people get noticed online. So when you're defining your business, you want to make sure that you're really clear on that messaging. And SarahSpencerSolutions.com was not very clear um, in what I was marketing and, and how I was branding myself. So it's, it's really important to get that domain name uh, down because that's going to help you in the search engines and you're not going to have to be spending a lot of money. Can you imagine what I'd have to spend in keyword spend if I were still painting those cabinet doors and doing SarahSpencerSolutions.com, it's hard to to say, it's hard to spell, and it's really hard to find in a search. So that's something that you could learn from that. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that because I know um, people wonder often, you know, how do I know about picking the right name and my domain name and what are keywords anyway? I hear that a lot, especially from my coaching students. So um, so I think that's great, and I'm so glad that that was a happy accident that we were able to fall on that today because, you know, we weren't planning on talking about that, but I think it's really, really important. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. When you're, when you're building your business, you want to make sure you make it easy for people to find you and easy to buy from you. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's a whole kettle of fish right there in e-commerce solution too. Great. So your track record is quite impressive. Um, what would you say was the biggest motivator for getting you started and then staying focused? Yeah, um, I think what helps me is I, I have so many interests. You know, I, I, I love so many things. I, I do a radio program as well, self-talk radio show. I do sleep meditation. I have Vermont Chalky Paint, and I have Got Clicks. And, and I work radio, too. <laughs> And in your I spare think, time, of course. Yeah, I, I love <laughs> so many things. And, and so I, I wake up and I really need to be disciplined in what is my focus, where am I paying my attention. It's like having five children around me is who's going to get my attention today and, and what do they need. And I try to break 
my big dreams down into bite-sized, doable, actionable steps. So, for example, if you want to drive from Boston to San Diego, you're not going to just jump in your car and, and drive aimlessly. You're going to have a direction. You're probably going to reach for your GPS or you're going to map it out. Or you may go on Facebook and say, hey, I, I need a place to stay. I'm leaving Boston and I'm, I'm going to head over to – I'm geographically challenged, but I'm heading over to the next <laughs> town. Can, can somebody put me up for a night? You know, you would do things like that. So it's the same with your business. You want to make sure that you have a map that you can follow in order to grow that business reasonably because it's, it's wonderful to have big dreams. Certainly don't ever stop having big dreams, but then you have to say, okay, what's my first step in manifesting this and, and really making it real for yourself. That's, that's the important thing and asking yourself the right questions. Absolutely. And, and the one thing that you pointed out too, with your analogy about the drive is asking for help and saying, you know, Hey, I'm heading in this direction. Who can help put me up? And I know in your journey, you've had some really great helpers or inspiration yeah. along the way. So can you tell us a little bit about the birth of Vermont chalky paint? Cause I know that it, you really were in awe of some of the people that helped you get there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was just so many, um, uh, talk about synchronicity. It's just a, it, it's been a great project. Um, the way it started was back in 2012 with, with got clicks, we had a reseller come to our shop had a website and they were making about five grand a month. And I said, that's nice. What, what do you need us for? You know, if you're, if you're doing that, God bless you. That's great. And she said, I think we can do better. And so we rebranded her, her paint brand and man, her sales went crazy. She ended up going 16 to $20,000 a month in sales. One of the biggest was a marketing idea that we came up with in the shop for a before after contest where you would upload a picture of a before, whether it's a beat up dresser or a table or something like that. You'd upload that picture and then you're after and give a description of the paints that you use, the colors and stuff. And then we'd hyperlink those colors to our store. And that customer would get an instant $20 coupon toward their purchase of $100 or more in the store. So that campaign itself was, it was a one-two punch. One, it instantly helped that person who was contributing. They got a $20 coupon for paint they love. And number two, it also helped because it had links to our paint for other people who wanted to mimic that on their own furniture. So it was very successful. And that month was like 43000 bucks. This reseller eventually retired when traveling with her husband didn't want to do it anymore. So I've got my wheels turning. I said, well, can we make this paint? And I went to a, a mine in Middlebury, Vermont, and I drove in, I looked at the guy and I said, I don't suppose you guys make calcium carbonate. And he looked to his left over his shoulder to his right. There's mountains of this white powder everywhere. And that's all you can see is calcium carbonate. He goes, yeah, I could probably get you a bucket or two. (laughs) (laughs) So I felt pretty stupid at that point, you know, and he was very generous, very kind. And, and so I started mixing uh, calcium carbonate and different dyes and, and tried to make it as non-toxic as I possibly could. And I ended up talking, uh, I did Barn Pitch, which is uh, Fresh Tracks Capital, kind of like a shark tank in Vermont, only we like to call it guppy tank because we don't kill each other here in Vermont. <laughs> We're not out to 
you know, we're, we're just like, hey, I, I got this idea. What do you think? And, and people will come in with suggestions and ideas. And so in that introduction, he said, you know, I know somebody who manufactures paint out of Hardwick, Vermont. I said, fantastic. I met the guy. I was nervous. I had a raging tooth infection at the time, so I couldn't even think straight. It was, I was in so much pain. And the guy looked at me and stopped me halfway through my demonstration. And he said, tell me something. Do you want to market the paint or do you want to make the paint? I said, oh, please market. Please, marketing. I'm, I'm a C3PO unit. I talk. That's what I do. Please don't make me do chemistry. <laughs> he laughed and he said, he said, that's great because we love to make paint. And that's what we do. And we're really good at it. And he came out with this formula and he said, if I take your calcium carbonate, let's try it. And he mixed it, my calcium carbonate and my formula with his formula, and it was magic. And I said, you had me at hello. I love this paint. I could work with this. And so then we had that partnership forged together. So now we've created this paint that's mine, manufactured, and made here in Vermont. We are so pleased. And now I pulled in somebody who's really good with numbers. And she helped us with the beginnings of, of the spreadsheet. And then my partner in crime, Vinny, he's very detail-oriented. I'm very big picture. He ended up putting the numbers in play. And now we did a story on our local television station. And we have a major buyer that's looking at our paint right now. And just this morning, we were just going back and forth on numbers to say, okay, What's the next logical step? Is this going to, we're not going to make a lot of money off this, but we will get exposure to 5 million potential um, DIYers. Is that worth losing some money? So that's, you know, it's taking the next logical step. And that's what's really exciting. I'm so excited for you, Sarah. That's incredible. Thanks. That is yeah, really it's awesome. going really well. Yeah, and we've had... You know, the investors, Fresh Tracks Capital, I can't say enough good things about them. Karin has been with us since the beginning, and, you know, I, I lost the road pitch, um, which was the best thing that could have happened. So even when you fall, even when you fail, it, it's a rerouting opportunity. If I had won that competition, I wouldn't have been ready for it because I didn't understand my numbers. I didn't understand my manufacturing. I didn't understand. I didn't even know what a piston filler was. I'm just learning about these things. If I had won that contest, it would have been too soon, and I wouldn't have appreciated what our price points needed to be at. So I'm pleased that it went in the trajectory it did. We went to them with a, a spreadsheet earlier, probably, I don't want to say eight months ago, and it wasn't right. And I knew it in my gut. And now I revised it, and I sent it back to them, and they said, absolutely, you got it. And they said, we want to talk to you. So I have two investors now that have seen my spreadsheets and have invited me to come in and, and talk money. When you understand your numbers and when they make sense and when it's the next logical step, that's when magic happens. Yeah. And it is so, so important to understand those numbers. And I know when Chris and I were developing Ground and Roots Wellness, that was a really big step for us is creating the spreadsheets and saying, okay, now what, what do we expect our growth to look like and where are we starting at and where do we need to be in order to pay the bills and all of that. So as a new entrepreneur, especially, I know a lot of women I've spoken with have said, you know, I, I can't get bank, backing from a bank. I don't have anybody who will lend me money. 
you know, Sarah, do you have any suggestions for where these new entrepreneurs could go to to have their passion and their ideas become a reality for them? Yes. Yeah, I'm so glad you you're asking such great questions. So before you go to a bank, before you, you know, you, you, you launch, you, you've got this idea, right? What you need to know is, do you have raging cookie fans? When I teach my, my seminars on marketing, I, I have a picture that goes up and it's rather controversial. Because <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yes, it is. I personally find it, I chuckled at it, but some people are offended. But it brings the point home. It's a photograph that goes up of a dispensary, a marijuana dispensary with Girl Scouts selling Girl Scout cookies in front of it. And (laughs) (laughs) so, no, I am not advocating that Girl Scouts go and sell cookies in front of dispensaries, all right? I'm not not pro-drug or anything. What I am pro is put your cookie stand in front of raging cookie fans, okay? That's what these Girl Scouts did that was smart is – they put their cookies where people are going to be hungry for them. You need to put your product where people are hungry for them. So I have this major buyer. If it was 5 million people, okay, that's not a good place for me to be. I'm looking for painted furniture enthusiasts. I am looking for artists. I am looking for DIYers. I'm looking for people who might have gotten a new home. I'm looking for tiny home people who want low VOCs that they can breathe in their home that's my market. And those are my raging cookie fans. Those are my raging Vermont shocky paint fans. So before you go talking to a bank, go and talk to the people that are going to buy your product and don't throw your product down their throat. I'm going to give you an example of what I'm going to do is I, my next step is I need to go talk to the stores that I feel would be a great fit for my paint and ask them questions about their store. What sells in your store? What is the kind of paint that you like to work with? What colors really go for you? How, how do you feel about selling paint in here? Do you think it would be something that would work? What is your pain point? What, what would you like to see? Do you make enough money when you're, when you're selling this paint? If I could make, wave a magic wand, how could I be a really great business partner for you? And then I work the numbers and see if this is going to make sense for us. So before you go pitching your product to someone saying how great it is or how wonderful it is, you need to find out what are their pain points and what are they looking for and how can you solve that problem for them. You solve the problem, you'll make more money than you know what to do with. Absolutely. And, and you know, you are asking some amazing questions and sometimes New entrepreneurs, they think of those things, but they don't think to ask people. Definitely ask your market. Do your market research because they're the ones that are going to guide you in the right direction. And an example would be when Chris and I were getting Grounded Roots Wellness started, really we were looking for a platform um, where we could both work together and sharing our gifts. And had we not asked those questions, we would have lost out on our largest population of clients which is people with chronic pain. Um, and that hadn't even occurred to me when we got started, that people would have chronic pain like me in those kinds of numbers. You know, I was feeling like I was kind of alone in the situation, but I quickly realized, no, I'm not alone. And people are looking for natural solutions. 
but it took asking the questions. What is your biggest pain point? If there's one thing we could do for you, what would it be? And it really was around pain management, which I would not mm-hmm. have had any idea. Right, yeah. But sometimes we get so busy in pushing our product that we forget to even listen to what our customers want and need and crave. And that's, you know, a lot of women are very afraid of, you know, they, they feel sale is a four-letter word. You know, sell is a four-letter word. Oh, I, I don't want to be a salesperson. Oh, that, that's just tacky. They think of WKRP Cincinnati, the, the salesman in there. And, and no, it's not. If you can go into a business with a solution that they can really get behind, then you got something. You know, then, then you can go in with confidence and say, hey, I, I feel really good about this. When I, when I did the um, interview with WCAX on the TV um, and showed my paint, I loved the genuine reaction from the reporter. She said, I don't smell anything when I use your paint. And I'm like, yeah. And we're painting plastic jugs, which plastic is very hard to cover with paint. So I didn't have to sell my product. I feel really good about it. You have to have that energy behind your product and get excited about what you're doing. If you don't have that energy, people sense it a mile away. They'll know, oh, you know, she's desperate. Oh, she she really needs this hit. I I don't know if I want to deal with that desperation. You've got to let go a little bit and and let let the chips fall where they may. This whole big deal that that we're negotiating this morning, um, I had to let go because it was it was just driving me mad. And I'm like, you know what? I will to will by will is what I say, and I let the chips fall where they may. If I'm supposed to be on this path, then I say, this is something better manifest for me. If this isn't the opportunity, there'll be another one. You know, you have to just, you just have to stay open because the more I freak out, the more I try to control it, then the more I push it away from myself. And I think as entrepreneurs, because we are so um, risk-based and so on the edge that we do tend to hang our hat on that one dream or that one opportunity. Make sure you have a nice safety net behind you so that you can let it go if you have to, and you can move forward. And and you have to decide if your energy feels a little weird, if you meet somebody and you don't quite click, or if there's something about the deal that doesn't feel right, then trust your gut. You've got to trust your gut and move forward regardless. You're totally speaking my language. <laughs> That's my mantra for everyone. Trust your gut. You know, we do that on our Monday intuition every Monday morning on my Sam Black Psychic Medium page. That's the message I say, you know, it, it doesn't matter what I'm telling you or someone else is telling you. If it feels wrong for you, you need to listen to that. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, as entrepreneurs, we don't think inside the box. We definitely don't live inside a box. So it's important to remember that the world is round. If you're getting a wall, it's okay to turn because it's round. The world's round. We can just go in another direction. And there's lots of opportunities out there. So if we keep getting a no somewhere, that's because there's something even better waiting down the hall. Exactly. Exactly. Just like, you know, with the the contest, I, I tell you, I was, banking, literally, pardon the pun, banking, but I was banking on that, that cash prize. I think it was $400. It wasn't any huge thing, but I had rent due, and I thought I was a shoe-in for the contest. I really did. I thought I nailed it, 
And at the last minute, a company entered and won it. And I was blown away. I, I, I didn't know what I, that was the longest car ride I think my family has had coming home because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make rent. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. And it was, you know, it was traumatizing. But, you know, if I had won, yeah, I would have made 400 bucks and, a, and gotten a teddy bear, but I would have lost a much, much bigger chunk of my company because I didn't know all the things that I know now. So that delay had to happen. And I can see it clearly. It's hindsight 2020. I can see it clearly now, but it was devastating when it happened at the time. And it's important to be able to just keep moving forward and using tools that can help you move forward. I'll, I'll tell you some of the tools that I use really dark sometimes. That would be great. Yeah, I am. Um, I recently stumbled across this guy on my Facebook. It said 57 law of attraction tips for people who are really serious about abundance. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty serious. And I clicked on it. It was Ed Lester's stuff. And I tell you, it was a free thing. You see it floating around on Facebook once in a while. And I tell you, it helped me move Vermont Chalky faster than anything I've, I've done. Um, it, it just was amazing because it really focused me in asking the right questions of myself. I talk about asking questions of your potential clients. You also need to ask the right questions of yourself because you could be in a log jam with your thinking and it's just one thing that's tripping you up and you pull that one log and everything flows. And I was in a real serious log jam. Well, I did his program. It's called the Abundance Index. If you look at you know look it up, it's called theabundanceindex.com, and I signed up for the free thing, and then I think I paid 17 bucks, and I got 16 of his meditations, 16 recordings for six, 17 bucks, and they're 20 minutes each, and then it has this uh, test that you can take, and I took the test, and I was able to see the things that are my strengths, and I saw the things that are my challenges, and this program mixed the two together so I could see how my, how my challenges were being countered by my strengths. It was just brilliant programming. I don't know That's how a powerful did tool. It. it is. And so I, I, you know, I'm not getting any, any money for this or anything with it, but I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And some of the questions for me, my big thing is worry. I, I worry way more than I should. And so what I did to get myself out of that is I would journal every day. My my boyfriend actually bought me this beautiful journal that says, there's nothing like a dream to create the future by Victor Hugo. And um, I write in it every single day. And the questions I ask myself, if you've got pen and paper, write these down. The first question is, what can I do today that will move me closer to my goal. What can I do today that will move me closer to my goal? So I write a, a goal that I have for just for the day. Then I write biggest goal this week, and I write that down. And then the next question is picture and visualize that goal. 
So I will picture what I want to have happen. Maybe it's a meeting with someone. Maybe I, I get the feeling for, oh, what would it be like if they gave me the green light on this particular loan? Or what if I got the green light to sell my paint in this store? Or it can be something really simple like, boy, I'd really like to bring this math whiz on because I'm mathematically challenged. I hope that she agrees to me paying her 30 bucks to, to do the spreadsheet, 30 bucks an hour or whatever. So then I, I picture the goal and I, I taste it, I feel it, I look at it, and I, I write every little detail I can think of. And then it says, what opportunities do you have in the next 24 hours to help with this goal? And so I look at the different opportunities I might have. And then when I finish with that, it says, what worries you still? And then I go deeper into that. What's, what's still bugging me? What's, what's got my stomach flipping? What's the thing that makes me catch my breath? What worries me still? And then what opportunities do you have to evaporate that worry, that fear? And I write those down. And then I, it, it actually reduces the amount of, anxiety or worry that I have about that particular um, trouble. And then and you know, what expects you now? Being... Oh, sorry, what was that? Yeah, and then, then I finish it with what excites you now and what do you want to see happen in the next 24 hours? And then I always finish with this or something better manifests for me. This or something better manifests for me. And then I segment and tend my day. I write down when I'm going to wake up I've got an interview with Sam this morning. It's going to go awesome. I'm going to share really great information, and I'm going to get goosebumps when I'm talking. And then I'm going to show prep for my awesome show that I do this afternoon. And I've got a guest that's coming on my show that I'm really excited to talk to. And, you know, and, and oh, my goodness, I sent all of these emails about Vermont Chalky Pain, and those are bubbling up. And, you know, I really write what I want to see happen on the day, and it's amazing how at the end of the day I'll compare what I segment intended with what actually happened, and they are 90% of the time really close. It's, it's scary eerie how cool it is. So that that's, is really that's cool. How I, yeah, and, and so those are the things that I use to take me out of my dark places because you do get dark. As an entrepreneur, it can be very lonely and it can be very stressful you need to get going and you need to use tools like that and talk to other people who have been there, done that and have some mentoring happen too. That's, it's so important to have, you know, a master group of people that you can really turn to who might know a little more than you or are operating in a level that you want to be at. Um, Very important to have that key team of people that you can lean on a little bit in the dark times. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. And, you know, for those of you who have that trouble sleeping, um, this would be a great mind dumping activity for before bed, too. Um, and then just review no, it in the morning. No, no it's not. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I will tell you, if I did this at night, I would never flip and sleep. I would never sleep. No, do this in the morning or, or whenever your work day is going to begin. Yeah. But when you, because I tell you, I'm up at three every morning. I don't know what that is, but I've learned to embrace it. I, I follow the roomy poem, do not go back to sleep. Um, something mm. exciting is that I can't remember the roomy, roomy poem, but 
um, you know, do not go back to sleep. When that happens, usually it's because spirit or somebody's giving me something sacred. And so I sit quiet and listen for what that answer is. And, you know, we're all here to have a joyful life. And if you're not having joy, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, then something has to change. Something has to shift. And you need to leave yourself old to the shift. You know, if it's not Vermont chalky paint, it'll be something else. If it's not sleep meditation, it'll be something else. There's always something that you're moving toward. And that's what makes life so exciting and and so fun. Absolutely. And, you know, you really um, need to do what you love to do. I we can't yeah. say that enough. And that's really part of the purpose of this whole journey we're doing for the next two weeks with our Women in Business series, because so many women out there are doing things that they don't love. Men, men too, but we're, we're mm-hmm. focusing, focusing on the girls right now. And you have passion and you have talent. Everyone has a talent. And if you can harness that, you will be doing what you love every single day. So, you know, like Sarah said, if it's not Vermont chalky paint for her right now or down the road, that's okay. Something else beautiful and something even better is going to come back in. So, Sarah, there's one thing that you have done for Vermont chalky paint that I really want to share because you had such a fun marketing promotion that you have been doing over the last few months. And, you know, I follow it along on Facebook and and uh, I've had so much fun watching what you guys have come up with. So can you share a little bit about Show Your Jug? Yes, yes, yes. That is another synchronous um, moment that happened to me. So I was starting, you know, I told you about the Ed Lester Abundance Index, and I, it was literally the first day I had start, started writing it. And I had a plastic jug in the studio with me that I was painting, and I don't. I don't even know why I brought it to the radio station. Quite frankly, it's kind of like a dog with a bone. I was just carrying it around with me, and I was looking at it, and I, I started joking with this jock that I work with, and I said, "Show your jugs, baby," and I started laughing, and I said, "Oh my God, I wonder if that domain name's available." And sure enough, it was. And I didn't have any money, and I turned to my buddy Rod, who's getting the um, getting an award this weekend for his radio work. I said, Rod, do you have 20 bucks I could bum off you? And I said, I need to buy show your jugs. And he says, well, honey, if I can invest in your jugs, I'm happy to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So he put 20 bucks toward the the domain. And I really didn't know exactly what I was going to do with it, but I knew I wanted to do something um, to help with cancer support. And I didn't want it to go to research. I didn't want it to go to something that felt, um, too big I wanted it to be very practical and I just put it out in my notes in my journal that I've created show your jugs and I want it to help people with cancer well lo and behold one of my clients who was with gut clicks had nothing to do with Vermont chalky paint at all reached out to me and he said look I'm involved with the Cancer Patient Support Foundation. We're looking for a fun campaign, and I thought I'd tap you because you come up with really cool marketing ideas. Oh, my God, the goosebumps all over me. And I went to him and I said, I was literally putting this video together this morning to promote Show Your Jugs, 
and I had no idea about you or this foundation. And he watched it and he gave me 2,400 bucks on the spot. And he said, take it and, and build show your jugs. So we did. If you go out to showyourjugs.com, there's all of these kits that are used to help the Cancer Patient Support Foundation. 20% goes to the Cancer Patient Support Foundation. 40% goes toward um, building Vermont Chalky Paint. And eventually, I, I want to see it shift where a bigger chunk goes not only just to Cancer Patient Support Foundation in Vermont, but I'd love any support foundations um, across the country. Wouldn't that be wonderful? So that you could click a drop-down and choose what cancer foundation you'd like to see that money go to. And what's cool about the Cancer Patient Support Foundation in Vermont is it helps cancer patients and their families with things like rent, utilities, groceries. Um, One family had a hard time getting ferry passes across Lake Champlain to go from their doctor's appointment from Plattsburgh, New York to Burlington, Vermont. It's things like that that are practical and tangible and I could really get behind. And I got so excited about the campaign and we had this big pink tent that we used uh, the money to purchase the tent. We purchased inventory of paint and then people donated $5 a jug to paint a jug, talked about a family member, took it home, used it as diffusers or gifts or, or things like that. And it just brought people together with the paint. And that's really what I'm about is I'm not just selling paint. I'm selling an experience. I'm, I'm selling something that brings families together. And that is really what my purpose is in, in being here is I, I'm here to serve. I, I love being in service. I love helping people. I love laughing. I love funny campaigns and 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 there were some people that um did not want to have show your jugs they, they took offense to it um i had a mall that said no to it because they thought people would be flashing <laughs> their shirts <laughs> staring and i said well that could be interesting um i said i'm selling plastic jugs i don't know what you're selling but you know the plastic <laughs> paint jugs but, uh, it's a good know, thing so the paint is on toxic sarah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, and, and you're going to come across that. That's the last point I really want to make is not everybody's going to love you. Not everybody's going to love your idea. And you just, you know, thank them, bless them, you know, and kind of the Southern thing, bless her little heart. You know, you just let it go. And you move on to the people who are real, who get you, who understand what you're trying to do. You're not going to please everybody with your product. I don't care who you are. Um, but you are going to find people that can really relate to what you're trying to do. And, and that's your raging cookie fan. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, the ones who aren't loving it, they're not your customers anyhow. So right. don't be afraid. Exactly. Move, go to your people. You know what they want. And those are the ones that are going to keep coming back. Sarah, right, I want yeah. to thank you so, so much for joining us this morning. You are a wealth of information, and I know we could have gone on all day long, but I know that you've got your other radio show to get to and some other fun stuff. But thank you so much for joining us this morning and kickstarting our Women in Business series. So before you go, quickly, what's next for Vermont Chalky Paint, and how can people connect with you? Yeah, that's that's really great. Um, I the next step is I, I, I'm I'm looking for some financial backing so that we can buy more inventory because we're we're pretty much sold out. With you can still order with ShowYourJugs.com, 
Um, so definitely go to that website and helps the Cancer Patient Support Foundation. There's also VermontChalkyPaint.com. Um, you can go there, and we're looking for funding so that we can buy a piston filler and fulfill this very large initial order that's coming into our shop. Um, so that's we're we're in the process of developing it. So and also follow us on Facebook. Oh my gosh, if you could give us likes on Facebook with Vermont Chalky Paint, that would be extremely helpful to me. And we also have a YouTube channel, um, Vermont Chalky Paint. Would love subscribers. That's really um, what I, my Christmas list is for for right now. Is I'd love to get those numbers up. I've got to get that built, and you know that's where I'm falling down because I I haven't had time to build that audience. But I feel really good about where Chalky's going. It's a young company, so it's a great way for you to watch a company that's just starting and seeing our, our growth trajectory. We're really, really excited about where it's going. That's so exciting. So we created a Facebook event page for the next couple of weeks for all the shows. So Sarah, could you do me a favor? Can you yeah. post your Facebook page on there? And also Absolutely. the link to um, the abundance index. That would be awesome. And then that oh, yeah. way everybody can come and like and follow Vermont Chalky Paint and, um, you know, Sarah's other businesses, because they're all really exciting. Maybe you can even post a link to your bedtime meditations. That would be awesome, too. But feel free to share yeah. anything you want there. And everybody who's listening, go on there, follow Sarah, because, you know, she not only is tons of fun, but she's got a lot of really great <laughs> business ideas. And she can show you how to take your passion and catapult that forward into a reality like no other. So thank you again for joining us, Sarah. Um, for everyone oh, listening, thanks. I will be back again very soon because we will be on air with with Shannon Brennan at um, running at 11 a.m. Eastern time, um, talking all about dollars and cents and finances and getting you all set for your business. So everyone, I hope you're having a beautiful day. I'm so grateful to have you here. And thanks again to Sarah Spencer. She is an amazing first guest for this series. And I know that where she's going to go so far with Vermont Chalky Paint and so much more. Have a great day, everyone.